Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to 88.9 The Bridge. I'm Owen Kennedy, and I'm here with Ian Kennedy. He is a product manager at Amazon, a graduate of Columbia and Michigan, born in Scotland, and he has been in the U.S. for about 20 years. How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for asking. Yeah. So, first question is, why did you decide to come to America? Uh, I wanted to go to graduate school. I wanted to become a professor of history, and... um, uh, my younger brother had been studying in graduate school in the U.S., and I thought I would apply as well, and I got in. I was offered a fellowship, so I wouldn't have to, to pay, and to a very good school, Columbia University in New York City, uh, and I uh, wanted to do something different and exciting, and it seemed like a different, exciting thing to do. So obviously, as I said at the beginning, you're a product manager now. Did you? What made you take the switch from uh, from to product manager from a professor? Uh, well, it took a few intermediate steps. I went to business school in Michigan uh, to work in the technology side of education. Uh, when I was doing my, um, my master's in history, I was using computers for my research, and I wanted to understand the business side of uh, education technology a little better. Uh, and so I gradually worked my way around to uh, business, got a business degree, Um, and product manager I discovered was a great way to, um, to build the things that, that weren't out there, the things that I was looking for when I'd been a teacher and a student and a graduate assistant. Uh, and, uh, I wanted to be able to build the things that I hadn't had when I was working, uh, and discovered that's what a project manager does. So you did, you did end up becoming a teacher at some point in your life? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I stayed for two years at Columbia. I finished a master's degree. Then I taught history at a high school in New York City for three years, um, and then uh, went to business school, as I said, to get into educational technology on the business side rather than on the teaching side. So did you didn't enjoy teaching? Did you just think that the business side would be more more fun and enjoyable? Uh, I did enjoy teaching, but after a while, I didn't see a long-term career path that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go into... Uh, the administrative side of schools. Um, and I felt that although the students changed every year, the the change for me wasn't enough year over year. Okay. So we've obviously gone into what you did when in your earlier years in America, but one question that I've been interested in is what was the process of immigrating to America? And was it was do you think it would be easier or harder for someone to do what you did nowadays? Uh, it was relatively straightforward. There were a few hurdles. I had to obviously pass a number of tests and admission processes to get into the university. But once I was admitted to the university, they helped with the visa process. I had a student visa. And because Columbia was paying me a stipend and paying my tuition, uh, that got me over some hurdles. I didn't need to, to prove that I had income because the university was paying for me. Um, and they were also providing uh, housing. So uh, a lot of the questions that somebody maybe without um, a school willing to back them would face today, uh, I didn't have to worry about. Um, I think also coming from the UK, it's a relatively straightforward path. Um, If I was coming from a developing nation, I'd probably have a lot more hurdles. But I think even today, it probably would be more challenging. I think if nothing else, um, the process would be slower, take longer, because I think the, the offices in the federal government that handle immigration 
um, have, have had their funding cut. Um, and so the, the process just seems to take a lot longer. Um, so yeah, it would, it would be tougher, but, but not impossible for what I was doing. Do you think Brexit is making that harder? Or does it not have any impact on that? It wouldn't have any impact on somebody leaving the UK and coming to the US. Not, not at this point. Uh, certainly it's harder for people from the UK to go study or live or, or work in continental Europe. Okay. Uh, they would now need a visa. Previously, uh, I wouldn't have needed a visa. So, But, but with the US, uh, no, I don't think it would have any impact at all. Okay. And so when you came to America, was the goal to stay in America and teach there? Or was it to go to Columbia and then eventually move back to the UK and teach there? Uh, the, the goal was to go back. I didn't, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't think I'd end up staying. You didn't think you'd end up staying? No? No, no. Uh, so. Although I did know that in my field, which is medieval history, uh, there aren't many jobs as a professor of medieval history Mm -hmm. and so i knew that there was a chance that i wouldn't be able to go back to scotland or even to england i'd probably just have to go wherever there was a job yeah Uh, so i knew there was a chance that i would stay in the u.s or potentially um on the continent in europe yeah it does feel like medieval history is more of a a thing that you would study in europe and in the uk because you don't really have much medieval history in america because it's has been only been here for about a thousand years uh, so that's Not a good that. that's a good point. What's different here is that uh, the essentially the wealth in America has enabled an American philanthropists and scholars and universities to buy a lot of the primary resources that you need to study. Mm-hmm. So, Columbia University, for example, has a large collection of medieval manuscripts, yeah. um, and so up to a point, you have pretty good programs in the U.S. Uh, but for my study, had I continued to get my PhD, I would have had to go to most likely Paris uh, and spend some time there in the archives. So it was Paris just because the access to archives? So I was studying the origin of the university in Paris, and so mm-hmm. that's why specifically Paris. Okay. And so this is kind of just a shorter question. Do you miss anything about the UK? Do you wish you had gone back, or are you happy... Happy here and happy you decided to stay. Uh, I miss uh, my friends. I miss the the countryside mm-hmm. and the outdoors in Scotland. Um, it's kind of like starting over uh, with yeah. friends. Uh, yeah, for sure. Although I did make some good friends at, at Columbia and, and, and at Michigan. It's a, it's a good environment to meet new people when you're studying very hard and spending a lot of time with the same people. Uh, but obviously I had friends from from a college that uh, I'm still in touch with but don't see very often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad I didn't move back. Uh, I like the fact that I have the opportunity to go back and visit every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoy my work here. I enjoy my life here. Um, so, Seattle's a great place to live. And so you, so you said at the beginning that you came to Columbia, which is in New York City, mm-hmm. and then Michigan, which is more in the central of the country. So you never really came to the West Coast. So why did you decide to move west? Uh, I came west for a job. Um, uh, my wife and I were tired of living in New York City. It's a hard place to live. We had mm-hmm. young kids, and it was getting very expensive. And um, I I wanted uh, to to try the West Coast, and mm-hmm. uh, I'd only visited on vacation, but was offered a really good job at Amazon in. 2008. Amazon was not a brand new company then, but it was much, much smaller than it is now. And it seemed like a very exciting thing to do early in my career. So, Mm -hmm. um, and once we came out to Seattle, we, we loved it. 
And it was it was a temporary move at the start, just like when you came to Yeah, that's a good that's a good comparison. We were thinking maybe three years. Yeah. Um but I think we always knew three years at minimum and then see how it goes. Okay. And so and what year was this? End of two thousand eight. So right around the financial crisis. Yes, yeah. I was working at American Express right right as the financial crisis was hitting and a lot of my friends and peers were losing their jobs and New York was a pretty um, tough place to live at that point. So I think that helped spur the move to the West Coast. Were you ever scared of losing your job? Was it like a quick, let's get out of here? Or was it like, no. I have protection? No, I was, I, was, I was told that my job was safe. In fact, I had just been offered another job at American Express. So I knew that I, I had a job there. Okay. Uh, I, but I just wanted to do something different and work more in, in technology. When my, my job at American Express was interesting, but it really wasn't doing what I, what I wanted to do. And, so, uh, and so what you wanted to do was developing software? Yeah. And computers? Yeah. And have you found this challenging, even though you're not a coder? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Your... Yeah. Um, to be effective as a product manager in a technology firm, you need to be able to talk about the technology with the engineers, even if you don't mm-hmm. know how to do their job. You need to understand enough about how software is built, um, both at a granular level in terms of writing the code, but also at a architectural level. What are the the big pieces of a software product that uh, that need to be in place so that you can sell it to tens of millions or hundreds of millions of people? And so I'm I'm always learning, and that's my favorite thing about my job is that I'm I'm learning new stuff mm-hmm. every year. Would you say that you're learning code through the engineers? Or would you say if someone sat you down in front of some code, you'd be like, what is this alien language? Um, it depends on the code and depends on the language. Yeah. I, I have done some coding a long time ago. Um, and so oftentimes, if you sit in front of code, especially if it's well-written, because if it's well-written, it has, it's commented. So there are comments next to the, 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 the chunks, at least, if not the lines, explaining what they're doing. Uh, so oftentimes, you, it's like, you know, I speak uh, French and I can sit and look at Italian and Spanish and roughly figure out what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and I can do that with, with a piece of code, but I couldn't write it. Yeah, so you said you, learned, you, you, you speak French. Was that just from school or was it studying? When I was purposely? a young kid, when I was four years old, I went to a French school. Uh, in fact, went for about five years. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I studied French was this? Uh, through high school and in college and university. So in my field in medieval history... Um, there are language requirements. You have to mm-hmm. you have to you have to speak uh, French. You have to be able to read uh, medieval Latin. You have to be able to read German. Um, and so I I studied French and German and Latin uh, on and off from high school through graduate school. Okay, and was this was this a French school? Was it in the UK? Was it like a special French school? Uh, it was in Nigeria, in West Africa. Oh. My parents uh, were working there for about five years, mm. and there was no room at the English-speaking school, so my, <laughs> my brother and I went to the French school. Oh, so that just, just happened to be? Just happened yeah. to be, yeah. Well, and so, again, is going or taking a jump back, you said you were going to be on the West Coast. You said you were planning to be there for about three years. Mm-hmm. Why did you not go back after three years? Oh, we liked it. You just um, liked it here? It's, uh, uh, it's a great quality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, the commutes are shorter. Uh, yeah. You're closer to the countryside, the water, the mountains, skiing, hiking. Um, yeah. 
it's a more relaxed uh, pace of life. Um, and it's still close enough to major cities like Vancouver and San Francisco that if yeah. you really need to be uh, in a big town for something, you mm -hmm. can get there. So, yeah. Yeah, we I, just really enjoy living here. Yeah. And I also feel like you came in 2008. Seattle was a bigger city, but it was not the the tech hub that it is today. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle's grown a lot, uh, an enormous amount mm -hmm. in terms of population, in terms of the, the, the size of the city, the traffic on the roads, the number of companies and businesses here, um, existing companies moving in, setting up offices, new ones starting. Yeah. Yeah. It's changed a lot. Yeah. So do you feel like you were lucky to be here in that time? Because I feel like if you had made the same move nowadays, that it would have been much more expensive and much more difficult than yeah. in 2008 when you moved here. Yeah, we came at, we came at a, a good time. Uh, it was definitely easier to to break in, to be able to afford a house. Um, and certainly now, coming into Seattle now, it's a very different place. It's an expensive place. Yep. Housing prices are way up. Um, uh, the general cost of living is way up. So yeah, we were we were very lucky. Yeah, and I think so. When you moved to Seattle, did you move directly to Mercer Island? No, we moved to West Seattle first for two years, and then we moved to Mercer Island. Okay, and so, and I also yeah, for Mercer Island, it's now known as a very expensive place, but back it was in twenty twelve, it wasn't like the, the commuting, hub that it was uh well i thought so we now. moved to mercer island in 2011 it was still um it was still a hub but this was at a time where it was shortly after the housing market had crashed and so property prices were lower yeah uh which definitely helped us because mm -hmm. i feel like looking at where where you were you wouldn't have been able to afford a modern day house on mercer island um in 2011, yeah. if the housing prices were what they are now, uh -huh. no, probably not. Yeah, so, so when so when you're on the west coast, it was just luck, and you got the perfect timing. Yeah, and you've been just been able to stay here and enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely a lot of luck, and um, you know, I think we made good decisions. Yeah, we uh, when we first moved out, we didn't try to buy a house right away. We rented a very nice house in West Seattle and took our time to figure out where we wanted to live. And we um, we built up our savings to the point where we could afford a house that we would be excited to live in. And by that point, we knew that Mercer Island was where we wanted to live. Our kids were going to a preschool here. The commute was, was, uh, was relatively easy in both directions to Seattle and to Redmond. Um, and so I think was, there were some good decisions. We made good decisions. Um, mm -hmm. and, but timing wise, no doubt there was some luck. Yeah. And you've been in Washington for the entire time since then? We lived for one year back in Boston on so the East you, Coast. So you did go back to the East Coast? We moved back to the East Coast for one year in 2016 to Boston and stayed for one year and came right back. Just didn't like it? Just like, or liked here more? Liked here more. Yeah. Yeah. So... So that's been Ian Kennedy, and I just want to say thank you for taking this time to talk with me. It's been really interesting to find out about your moves across the world, almost. Like, eight-hour time difference moves. Yeah. And always intending to go back, but never did. Yeah, yeah. should probably stop moving. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So thank you. Thanks for listening. I've been Owen Kennedy, and you're listening to 88.9 The Bridge.